0: All right, we are back to podcast. hope everyone's had a great day in the Lord, presence of God. That's it's our desire. It's our need. It's the call of the hour. It is uh, my heart. It's my life's blood is, is having his presence in my life. And I uh, hope you enjoyed this morning and uh, the Lord meeting with us and working in our services. We praise him for all that he's done. Go with me to John chapter 4. John 4, we're going to continue in John 4. We're going to start in verse 39 tonight. John 4 and 39. Don't forget, we will be back in person Bible study on Wednesday night. And uh, looking forward to that. Always enjoy in person Bible study. And uh, missed it last Wednesday. We'll be back together on this coming Wednesday John chapter 4, and uh, let's remember how we closed the last time. We closed the last time Jesus had just saved uh, the woman at the well. Uh, he, she left her water pot, no need for that anymore. She had uh, water springing up into eternal life, and she, she departed, and she began to say, come see a man. Well, in the meanwhile, um, the disciples come to Jesus and they started asking him if he had any meat, if he wanted to eat meat. And uh, Jesus began to speak of the meat uh, that was his will to do that, which uh, was the will of God that sent him. And so it was a great, great lesson there. Now, watch this. We transition back to the woman at the well. Remember her? Remember what Jesus did for her? You remember Jesus saving her and changing her? Remember him giving her eternal uh, water? Springing up into everlasting life? Well, notice the first thing she does. We closed out talking about her when she began to go through town and publish it to come see a man. Come see a man, she proclaimed. Come see a man, she asked. Come see a man, she begged. So we come to John 4, and as we come to John chapter number 4, and we look here in verse number 39, and many of the Samaritans... That city believed on him for the saying of the woman which testified he told me all that ever I did. How about that yeah, thats that's so beautiful, so beautiful right there many she she we left we left the last portion we left the last lesson, and she was going through town proclaiming come see a man. Now notice the result of her proclamation in verse 39. And many of the Samaritans of that city believed on him for the saying of the woman which testified, he told me all that ever I did. Do you see that? That is not a preacher. That is not a pastor. That is not even a church member. That is not Anyone religious, it's not a deacon, it's not anyone holding any kind of church office, that is a woman who has just got saved, a woman who has had five husbands, a woman who has a man in her life now, not yet married. We don't know that they get married. We never hear from her again, in fact. But I see here in the Bible Right after she gets saved, this is not, by the way, she doesn't go to a soul winners conference. She doesn't go to soul winning training. She doesn't go to learn the Romans Road and the sinner's prayer. All she does is she gets saved and she goes back into town and she tells everyone, Come see a man that told me all things ever I did. Come see a man that saved me. Come see a man that's given me eternal life. Rivers of living water springing up into eternal life. Come see a man. And we see that. And notice the result of this. The result of this is many, not a few, not some. Many of the Samaritans of that city believed on him for the saying of the woman which testified, he told me all that ever I did. She doesn't have one attributed to her account, she doesn't have two. She has, the Bible says, many. Great lesson there. One of the greatest lessons you'll ever learn. To get people to Jesus Christ, it doesn't take a degree. It doesn't take an office. It doesn't take training courses. It doesn't take seminars. It doesn't take books. It takes one person who Jesus has changed, who Jesus has given eternal life, and that person goes about publishing vocally what God did for her. You see, we've made this too difficult. We've made it too um we've made it too programmed we've made it too formalistic it's simple come see a man, come see him, come meet him, and then leave the results up to jesus and the bible's pretty pretty plain there. Many believed on him because of her. And many more believed. Verse number 40. So when the Samaritans were come unto him, they besought him, that he would tarry with them, and he abode there two days. So what that did is that opened up the door. Her going about publishing it. Her going about talking about it. Her going about... Proclaiming, come see a man. Many believed on him. And so they invited him to now come into their city. And when he comes into their city, the Bible says, verse 41, In two days, many more believed because of his own word. So there's no... Now, now, do you see why he must needs go To Samaria. Now do you see why he diverted? Now do you see why he took the long way around? Now do you see why he chose to go a different route? Now do you see why he chose to go out of his way? Because there was a divine, sovereign appointment with a woman that he was going to save. And because he saved her, You just think about everything that unfolded there. Had she gotten delayed that morning? Had she overslept that morning? Had she gotten delayed, she would have missed him. Had he gotten delayed, he would have missed her. But God in his sovereignty worked it out that their paths crossed at just the right time. And not only does he save her as a result, but by the time this chapter is over with, it says many believed on his him because of her, and many believed on him because of his own word. That is a beautiful, beautiful thing. You think about the timing. It's called a new birth. And without being too graphic or detailed, do you know that a birth or a conception doesn't happen can't happen just any time of the month. Has to be a specific time. We know that, a woman and the egg and and all of that. And the same with the new birth. The timing of it is invaluable where the Spirit of God is moving and the Spirit of God is working and the Spirit of God is making something happen. That's when God in His grace, that's when God in His mercy moves and works in the life of this woman. And the result of it, ladies and gentlemen, reaches far beyond just her. It's wonderful that she's saved. We thank God. But one soul getting saved, one soul getting changed, totally alters the course of history for so many other people. You getting saved altered the course of people in your family. People that got you, that were, were part of you getting saved altered the course of history Do you see how this works and the effects of one person coming to Jesus Christ in saving faith? It's a great chapter, great chapter. So, verse number 42, And said unto the woman, Now we believe, this is the Samaritan speaking, not because of thy saying, for we have heard him ourselves, And know that this is indeed the Christ, the Savior of the world. Obviously, she handled this appropriately. She didn't go and try to save them herself. She didn't go preach to them. She didn't go tell them what they ought ought to and ought not do. Some of you should learn that lesson. I've had people call me and tell me, I tell so-and-so this and i tell so-and-so they need to change and i tell so-and-so how they need to live and i tell them they shouldn't be doing this and they should not be doing that do you know what you're doing there you're running a center right off you're turning that's why it always turns into an argument that's why it always turns into a fight that's why it always turns into contention it's not them it's the way you handle them You've got to learn to handle people. You give them Jesus. You present them Jesus. You tell them how wonderful he is. You tell them what he's done. And then you get out of the way and you let him do his business. That's what this woman at the well did. She went and told what he had done. She told what she experienced. That's all a witness is. A witness is not a prosecuting attorney. A witness is someone that tells what they experienced, what they, from their perspective. That's what happens. And so you tell what happened to you, and when you tell what happened to you, others believe on him, and that results in many more believing. That's what happens in this chapter, folks. Now watch this. The Bible says here, Verse number 42 and said unto the woman, Now we believe not because of thy saying, for we have heard him ourselves, and know that this is indeed the Christ, the Savior of the world. Now, after two days, he departed thence and he went into Galilee. So he's finally getting into Galilee. (laughs) A little delay there, but he had business to take care of. For Jesus himself testified that a prophet hath no honor in his own country. Then he was come into Galilee. The Galileans received him, having seen all the things that he did at Jerusalem at the feast, for they also went up unto the feast. What does that mean? Prophet, um, and not without, or prophet without honor in his own country. Well, I'm going to tell you something a little confession. Because of that verse there, I wasn't sure that I would ever pastor in my hometown. Wasn't. I mean, I'm from Canapolis, Y'all know that. But not for anything bad. I mean, Jesus was completely sinless. But just the sheer fact that they would look at him as the carpenter's son. And that was it. They knew him since Mary's, Mary's child. They knew him as Joseph's child. When reality was Mary was just a vehicle And Joseph wasn't his real father. He was just his earthly dad. And that statement always led me to believe it would be more difficult to pastor in my hometown. And I will say that is 100% true. I love it. I love pastoring. I love pastoring at Bethany. I appreciate all of you. I love all of you. This has been a wonderful, wonderful experience and time in the ministry for me to grow and build this church and and teach and preach to you, but I will say that it is is not as easy as it was elsewhere. Now, people are the same pretty much everywhere, but... Um, the fights, the, the mad, arguing, feelings hurt, people upset. You know, that didn't go on before. I, I I never had those experiences. Occasionally, but they were resolved pretty easy, and it didn't linger on. And um, could be a a, a period of the times. It could be change of the times, and people are just more hardened and more prideful now, or it could be uh, what Jesus is saying, prophets not without honor, saving his own country. All right, let's move now to verse number, John chapter 4, and uh, we'll look here, we start working our way through, we'll go to verse number uh, 45. Then when he was come into Galilee, the Galileans received him, having seen all the things that he did at Jerusalem at the feast, for they also went unto the feast. So Jesus came again into Cana of Galilee, where he made the water wine. There was a certain nobleman whose son was sick at Capernaum. When he had heard that Jesus was come out of Judea into Galilee, he went in unto him, and he besought him that he would come down Heal his son, for he was at the point of death. Then said Jesus unto him, except ye see signs and wonders, you will not believe. Why? Why why is this? Why is this? He's a nobleman. It's a nobleman. Jew. Okay? Jews required a sign. Hmm. The nobleman saith unto him, Sir, come down ere my child die. Jesus saith unto him, Go thy way, thy son liveth. And the man believed the word that Jesus had spoken unto him, and he went his way. And he was now going down, his servants met him, and told him, saying, Thy son liveth. Then inquired he of them the hour when he began to amend, and they said unto him, Yesterday at the seventh hour the fever left him. So the father knew that it was at the same hour in which Jesus said unto him, Thy son liveth, and himself believed. And his whole house. This is again the second miracle that Jesus did when he was come out of Judea into Galilee. So the first one was turning the water into wine. The second one, he goes back into Galilee and he heals this man's son. He brings him, in essence, back from death. And as a result of that, this man believed on Jesus Christ. What does that tell us? Sometimes God will do something miraculous and great, and it will have the impact on us or impact on others to cause them to want to be saved, to cause them to want to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. And that's the scenario here. So sometimes God works in our lives, in a, to a degree, that is, he works and he moves. And sometimes things could happen in our lives that would require a miracle. And because he performed and commits that miracle, it would cause someone else to believe on Jesus Christ. And that's why God would perform a miracle. That's why he would accomplish a miracle. <laughs> This has been John chapter number four. It was very short tonight. I know that. It was a shorter lesson. This was a shorter lesson. And sorry about Oakley. This was a shorter lesson tonight. And we will go to John chapter five the next time. And I hope you've enjoyed it. I hope it's been a blessing. Good night. God bless. I love each of you.